Section 48 of Word Portraits by Famous Writers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eva Davis. Word Portraits of Famous Writers. Edited by Mabel E. Wooten. Lee Hunt, 1784-1859 From Sun's Preface to Autobiography of Lee Hunt It was at this period of his life, as a young man, that his appearance was most characteristic, and none of the portraits of him adequately conveyed the idea of it. One of the best, a half-length chalk drawing by an artist named Wildman, perished. The miniature by Severn was only a sketch on a small scale, but it suggested the kindness and animation of his countenance. In other cases, the artist knew too little of their sitter to catch the most familiar traits of his aspect. He was rather tall, as straight as an arrow, and looked slenderer than he really was. His hair was black and shining, and slightly inclined to wave. His head was high, his forehead straight and white, his eyes black and sparkling, his general complexion dark. Few men were so attractive in society, whether in a large company or over the fireside. His manners were peculiarly animated. His conversation varied, ranging over a great field of subjects, was moved and called forth by the response of his companion, be that companion philosopher or student, sage or boy, man or woman, and he was equally ready for the most lively topics or for the gravest reflections, his expression easily adapting itself to the tone of his companion's mind. With much freedom of manners, he combined a spontaneous courtesy that never failed, and a considerateness derived from a ceaseless kindness of heart that invariably fascinated even strangers. From Brian Proctor's Recollections of Men of Letters Hunt was a little above the middle size, thin and lithe. His countenance was very genial and pleasant. His hair was black, his eyes were very dark, but he was short-sighted, and therefore, perhaps, it was that they had nothing of that fierce glance which black eyes so frequently possess. His mouth was expressive, but protruding, as is sometimes seen in half-caste Americans. 1817 From Hayden's Autobiography I afterwards met Hunt, and reminded him of Wilkie's intention, and Hunt, with a frankness I liked much, became quite at home, and as I was just as easily acquainted in five minutes as himself, we began to talk, and he to hold forth, and I thought him, with his black bushy hair, black eyes, pale face, and nose of taste, as fine a specimen of a London editor as could be imagined, assuming yet moderate, sarcastic, yet genial, with a smattering of everything and a mastery of nothing, affecting the dictator, the poet, the politician, the critic, and the skeptic, whichever would, at the moment, give him the air to inferior minds, of being a very superior man. I listened with something of curiosity to his republican independence, though hating his effeminacy and cockney peculiarities. The fearless honesty of his opinions, the unscrupulous sacrifice of his own interests, the unselfish perseverance of his attacks on all abuses, whether royal or religious, noble or democratic, ancient or modern, so gratified my mind that I suffered the singular young man to gain such an ascendancy in my heart, 
as justified the perpetual caution of wilkie against my great tendency to become acquainted too soon with strangers and like canning's german to swear eternal friendship with any spirited talented fellow after a couple of hours of witty talk or able repartee end of section forty eight